Immunity is how fast do I recover when I have a virus. That's immunity. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to the Real Health Podcast. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, do me a favor. If you like this episode and you like hearing from Dr. B, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram. We're really trying to get this health movement out. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. This is your host Lane, and I am so fired up to be sitting across from Dr. B today to talk about everything from, uh, let's see, immunity to to biohacking to nutrition. You know, Dr. B. I've had the pleasure of knowing him from quite some time, and he just is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. And I know that he's going to add so much value in the form of this podcast. And so, really, today's episode, we just want to lay the groundwork of of why we're doing this, and then also at the end of it, we're going to give you three immunity tips going into the fall. So without further ado, Dr. B, welcome to uh, to, to the podcast. Yeah, I'm finally, uh, I'm excited. We're finally getting this thing off uh, the ground, and I'll tell you that the Real Health Podcast is birthed um, from a passion of creating real health for real people, right? You can listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's a lot of information out there, but it seems to be touching on the kind of top of people in terms of biohacking podcasts, nutrition podcasts, which means you're already healthy, you're trying to elevate your health. But what about the practical, you know, everyday, hey, I'm just trying to be healthy. I'm trying to get into a healthy state. That's where I really want that real people component come in. Hey, real everyday people, usually moms with three kids or dads on the run, um, how do we create health in our bodies? And then also, if you are healthy, if you're on this health journey, you've been on there for years, how do we elevate our health? So I want that's to kind of broad audience support uh, people on their journey. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, first off, I think we owe our listeners a little bit of uh, a background of, of Dr. B, who you are, uh, you know, a little bit about you. So wh- how long have you been in practice? Let's just start with that. So it's uh, 12 years. I've been uh, a chiropractic physician here in Knoxville for 12 years. And um, and then, you know, a large, large passion of mine and where the emphasis has been even over the last few years um, is in the functional medicine functional nutrition component because you just see where um, the adjustments can take people so far and so uh, to such an incredible state of health but you know there's there's a good chunk of people that walk around this planet that they're doing the right things but they're still not experiencing health and those roadblocks we, we like to get to the root issue of that, and a lot of times that's kind of doing some deeper-rooted analysis. And so that's where the emphasis of functional nutrition, functional medicine comes in. And, of course, movement. Movement needs to be a key component to everyone's health um, and journey. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, for, for me speaking for myself, I think that finding the why of, of, of why someone is feeling the way that they are is so important. And that's what you do so well. You spend so much time finding the why of why that person feels the way that they do. And I think that's what, you know, that's a characteristic that's just really, truly amazing about yourself. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, a lot of times, um, 
we call it the discovery phase. I like to call it the discovery phase. It's the hardest phase. A lot of people just want to move into treatment. They want to move into care. They want to move into some health initiative. But if you do the right discovery phase and we are able to find the root issue, then the healing journey is is something that's so much easier than getting started and not getting results and then trying this protocol and trying that protocol. Now, it's the discovery phase that's so important. And, and, and that's the information that I actually want to communicate to everyone is you don't have to be in front of me to go through that discovery phase. A lot of people can discover where their health obstacles are by just listening in to this podcast. Oh, that's so good. That's one of the reasons why I'm so fired up about really sitting down and doing this because there's just so much, there's so much power in, in the way we can get our information nowadays. And I think a podcast is just a phenomenal way to do that. And so... Um, a little bit about your family. You've got, I know you have a ton of kids. <laughs> um, and, and I do, you, yeah. You, but you're not from Knoxville. Yes. Let's let know that. Right, yeah. So, well, originally born in New Orleans. Um, Florida has been my home for most of my life. And and then um, went to Atlanta for grad school. And that's when I, that's when I met my wife, Becky. Um, we got married when I was going through school and then moved up to Knoxville here um, a little over 12 years ago. And now we have four kids, 10, 8, 6, and two uh, at the time that we're recording this, they are um, wild and fun. And we homeschool. Well, my wife homeschools. So I support her in the journey. Uh, so we're grinding through that. But, um, you know, the things that as a parent we communicate on this podcast, you know, I see it not just through a doctor's lens, but through a husband's lens and also through a father's lens. Um, so I want to be, you know, really practical too and just, hey, this is what our family does. We're not perfect. We aren't. And, and so how do we create health in children knowing that children are constantly exposed to the world of sugar, you know, crack candy and, uh, and, and sweets? How do, how do we create health even in our kids? Um, so I'm excited about, you know, talking about that as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so good. Um, you know, moving into your, your vision or what your, your, your passion is. You know, I get to see it on a weekly basis. But, you know, share with the listeners a little bit just where your heart lies with this podcast and really just kind of paint the picture of, you know, before we jump into the, uh, the, the top three immunity, like what, 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 where do you see this and what's your vision for this podcast and all the listeners? Well, I'll tell you, the, the last two years have been hard for me because I've struggled between this idea of should I, should I voice and communicate what I think we should be doing as a healthcare society? Um, or do I just sit back and kind of observe, watch, and, and process? And so really, over the last two years, I've been really slow to speak. I had a private Facebook page where I was communicating a lot. And then I just couldn't um, help but every time I got on Facebook or Instagram, it, it just cringed, or news, I just cringed at what's just being communicated and falsify information. And, and it just, it honestly turned me off. So I just shut down on all social media fronts, all news fronts, I just turned it off. I took a step back and I just processed, hey, how do we communicate um, effectively? And, uh, and so I think there's this huge pendulum swing that happens and it's, it's so polarizing, so black and white, but health is not black and white. People ask me uh, every day, should I, should I get vaccinated? Or every day, should I um, take this supplement or this medication or you know and you have to look at all these variables and one person to determine what the best health uh, decision they should make so why are we blanket decisioning 
to everyone. That's that's to me. Um, everyone should eat well, move their body, get adjusted. Like there's fundamentals that everyone should do, and then outside of that, hey, let's let's just navigate your healthcare with a healthcare physician and decide what's the best route for you. So this podcast really came out of two years of just sitting back, processing, and saying, hey. How do we communicate a voice that helps people in their journey without polarizing them to say, hey, you have to do this, you, ha- you have to do that, this is bad, this is good. Um, there are intangibles uh, that are just gray. And so how, how do we make the best decision for ourselves and our health care? Um, that's, that's why you know, today is happening. And, and, and moving forward, the vision is really how do we create health in our bodies one step at a, at a time? How do we create consistency? And how do we make sure that we are continually adding more and more you know, healthy variables to, to our everyday life? Yeah, what I think I heard in there was, you know, this isn't a one size fits all. Right. And, and that is why I've seen over the years of getting to know you is that you can take a look at different people, different circumstances, and come to a resolution of like, hey, how can we fix that? And that's why I think this is going to add so much value to people because it isn't nutrition or supplementation or exercise. It isn't one size fits all. That's right. And everybody needs things that are different. That's right. And I, I just, I can't wait to sit here and have these conversations with you. But I don't think we should leave this podcast without giving the, the listeners a little bit of nuggets of, you know, we're going into the fall season. Yep. We're going into the respiratory illnesses. You know, mm-hmm. let's give the, the listeners some, some nuggets to walk away with. What are the top three or four things that families can be doing going into the, the fall season, the changing of the weathers, uh, of, of boosting their immunity? Yeah, I'd say one of the simplest things that cost pretty much nothing is daily nasal rinses. I think this is a huge uh, tip trick and um, health hack that if you wake up in the morning to irrigate your sinus just kind of releases everything that you've stored that night, right? And it, it kickstarts your lymphatic system, kickstarts your drainage system. And then I do it also before bed. So twice a day, I'll usually do some type of nasal rinse. Now, there's a lot of options out there. Yeah, I was about to say, hold on a second, let's pause. What are we talking about? Yeah, here? <laughs> so so there's what you would classically call a neti pot. Okay. Um, there's a little bit more kind of advanced systems called like Sinu Gator, Sinus Irrigation Systems, where it's more battery powered and battery operated. Um, and then there's the simple things where you just do nasal sprays, like a xylitol-based nasal spray. And that, again, just helps promote drainage. And if you think about most viruses coming through the respiratory tract, if we can keep that area flowing, then we have a much better chance of preventing, uh, or we have a better chance of yeah, preventing uh, any type of immune compromised situation and viral load in our nasal cavity. Um, so I see that as being a huge tip trick for people coming into this season. Uh, fall season and winter season. Okay, so you can get a neti pot at CVS or Walgreens. I That's mean, right. Or, or, or Amazon. So let's say tomorrow the listeners listening to this are going to wake up. They don't have that. What are they going to do? Easy. Yeah. So my recommendation, first thing would be if you're not, if you know, you're not today having it, you just do a steam shower. Okay. 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 Just that natural steam shower will, which segues into my second recommendation, but we'll hold back on that for a second. Steam showers. Um, again, just that water and that steam can help thin the mucous membrane. And this is huge for babies. Um, if you have an infant and they're congested, 
you want to just go ahead and start in the smallest bathroom in the house, a steam shower, let it roll for about five minutes, fill up, bring your baby in there and, uh, and breastfeed or feed the baby in that steam shower. And that's going to help as they breathe through their nose, it's going to thin that mucus and really help prevent the, the nasal congestion that then results in a, in a lower respiratory infection. So I would say steam showers are the easiest. And then, hey, yeah, just go to the store and buy a bottle of xylitol nasal spray or get your local you know, neti pot, which you can find it, again, like you said, CVS Walgreens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've also seen and read online sometimes, too, that you can put some essential oils when you do that. Is that beneficial? And if you do, what, what, what could you do with essential oils? So I would never, um, there's rare, rare circumstances where I ever ingest a essential oil. So I just want to clarify, never ingest, but diffusing is fine. Okay. Okay. So if you did a steam shower in this, what I've done is in the sink, I'll do hot water and drop a couple drops of like a peppermint or eucalyptus. Got it. And okay. I'll let that, you know, create an aroma, uh, uh, aromatic atmosphere that then I, then I go into, or you can diffuse, but you never want to put it directly into a neti pot. And just because it's so high potent and okay. that's what people don't understand. There's thousands upon thousands of, of, of leaves to make one like drop of peppermint oil. So it's so strong that you just want to diffuse it, but not ingest it. Yeah. That's so good. I've got a seven week old and I'm sitting here taking notes because he'll wake up with a stuffy nose sometimes. And I'm like, well, let's go do this now. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. So another tip, what do we have for immunity? Yeah. So uh, step number two, uh, trick number two would be, I, I think uh, contrast showers are very valuable. And, and so what we're doing here is uh, either awakening or calming down the nervous system, which the nervous system regulates your immune system. So the, the, the best hacks for immunity is really regulating your nervous system. And we know it because the more stressed we are, our higher risk for illness and injury, right? You look at that through data called heart rate variability or HRV. So if we can minimize stress on our nervous system and maximize its recovery, we can boost immunity. And so that's where contrast showers come in. If you do, if, if you do a contrast shower... So, so tell me a contrast shower. Yeah. Define that a little bit for so me. So contrast between hot and cold. Okay. Okay. So it's it's usually a time domain. So you usually go about 20 seconds of cold, as cold as you can get the shower. Okay. <laughs> as cold as you can get it, people. As cold uh-huh. as you can uh-huh. get uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> and before it shuts off. That's, that's <laughs> that, that kind of right before that. And then 20 minutes of hot water or 20 seconds of hot water. And just rotate that about 10 times. Um, and just that contrast of going into a um, cold state to a hot state. It just causes a lot of lymph flow, blood flow, and uh, and then it's best to even go into a cold shower before bed. So if it's in the morning, uh, I put in hot as my last, and then if it's in, at the nighttime, I'll do cold as my last interval. People are not gonna like that. No, they're not, they're not. So here's, cold is, is it's a it's a uh, continuum. Like there's a lot of different colds, uh, yeah. cold options. So my recommendation is do something where you don't scream, because that's <laughs> gonna stress the nervous system. So you want to go to the point of all the way except screaming. It's cold. Everyone okay. in your house is like, yeah. "What's going on upstairs?" Uh-huh. That's right. And and when you and when you do the cold at the end before bed, it really helps get all the blood flow to your core uh, organs and sets you up for getting into deeper sleep faster. That's why I recommend that cold end at night. Yeah, I started doing probably contrast showers three or four years ago, and it just it's crazy to think like warm showers are so comfortable. And that's just what 
that's just what we do. That's where we're used to. And so when you can throw your body into a cold shower, it just it wakes you up and it yeah. feels fantastic. It, it really does. does. And then not to get into too specifics, but those cold shock proteins, activating those is, is the huge part to recovery and repair. So that's, yeah. that's my second recommendation. Cool. What about number three? Yeah, number three is, um, sounds super simple, but hey, this podcast is real health for real people. Okay, so cut out the sugar. Sugar is just so inflammatory to our body and so immune compromising. So if we can eliminate sugar, and I'm talking about added sugars, right? Cokes, pops, Pepsis, whatever. Also bagged, boxed, canned. We look on the back and we see carbohydrates and then underneath we look at sugars or added sugars. Those are the ones we want to eliminate to help create a healthier immune system. So minimizing sugar intake and um, cleaning up our nutrition a little bit, increasing our, I would say most of us are protein deficient. So increasing our protein, healthy fats, low sugar, if not any sugar, is going to be a phenomenal health um, uh, recommendation for for building immunity. Yeah, so okay, so I know that even in our family, it's, you know, there's sugars and then there's added sugars on the bottom. Define a little bit how to how do parents or people define the two difference of well, that? Well, there's sugars found in food. So, you know, if it's a whole food-based product, you're going to have sugar in that food item, right? So, fruit has fructose, that's a sugar. But when they add sugar to make it sweeter or more palatable, those are added sugars. So, that's straight up they're adding cane sugar for instance to that particular box bag can and that's really where you get in trouble because there's easily 10 15 grams of added sugar per serving and no one just consumes one serving Mm, of cereal right no no no. that's like five little pieces and so you usually consume two three servings of that particular food item and then now all of a sudden you have 30 grams of added sugar that's that's a lot yeah we this is this is the reality 150 grams or 150 pounds of sugar per person per year. That's how much an American consumes, 150 pounds of sugar per person per year. So it's easy to look at added sugars as being a big offender. I'm sure we probably could do an entire podcast on sugar. That's right. And we probably will. I would say. Yeah. So, okay. So then just if, since we're going into the holiday season with sugar, if someone was baking or if they're doing things, what, what is a good sugar alternative that they can get at their local store? Well, so there's healthier sugars that are really lower on the glycemic index, and that's probably what you're you're, you're alluding to. Is uh, for instance, there's date syrup or coconut sugar. Like they have a little bit more nutritional density than, let's just say, cane sugar. They're not going to spike your insulin as much. But you know, the alternative sweeteners are artificial can get you in trouble. Aspartame, sucralose. But then the other ones like xylitol and stevia, they're good, but at the same time, you know, sometimes they're hard to cook with and navigate around. So my typical recommendation, what we usually keep in our house is uh, is going to be more in the form of like a date syrup. Um, we use honey and uh, and then we'll use some coconut sugar. So those are usually our big three that we use if we want to sweeten up a... Uh, Becky's famous chocolate chip cookies. Those those are delicious. Yeah. I will have, I've had my share of Baker's dozen probably of those cookies. So all right, so the top three: nasal contrast showers, and you know eliminate the sugar for for immunity. Anything else you want to share with listeners? Uh, that's simple. If you if you can do that, if you can rinse daily, do some contrast showers, and you eliminate sugar, you're you're gonna con- you're considerably lower your risk for. Uh, infection. And, um, and real quick, immunity is not, I don't get sick. 
Immunity is how fast do I recover when I have a virus? That's immunity. So when we think, hey, I'm just not going to get sick. No, that's not practical. We're still, we're going to, we're going to have viruses and bacteria that come upon our body. So it's not like, hey, let's eliminate that. It's no, when it comes in, we have such a strong immune system that our rate of healing is exponentially faster. That, that, that's it. That's the line. That's so good. If we can get people to think about immunity as when the, when it comes into you, how quickly can you fight it? That's, that's it. That's good. That's so good. Dr. B, that's uh, episode one. I think we added some value to some people, and I hope that uh, the listeners really like that. Anything else you'd like to say at the end of this? No, looking forward to episode two. Here we go. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to The Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Before you get out of here, before you exit, there are two things that would really help The Real Health Podcast. One would be to share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And then two, Go to Apple Podcasts and scroll to the bottom and give us a five-star review and leave us a review. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time.